0: I thought about hurtling over the altar rail to get back up here. Uh, The Olympics were just on, and it inspired me, but I figured you didn't want to see me fall, uh, so I didn't do that. Uh, This morning, we're going to look at a labor of love. Since it's Labor Day weekend, we celebrate work this weekend. I want us to celebrate a piece of work that's often not celebrated. In fact, if you do this, you might get called a piece of work. And so we're going to look at this labor of love, this thing that is often misunderstood and misconstrued. We're going to look at something that, would, that could make us sound bigoted or harsh. And yet, if we don't have it, we're going to forfeit something vital and important. And that's true of any parts of our lives. It, it could be our work. If you don't have this thing in your life, work would stop. Your business would come to a halt. If you don't have this thing in your friendships, truth would never be told. If you don't have it in your own personal life, there'd be a distinct lack of your ability to overcome a struggle you're facing. Without this thing in church, we'll stop growing to be Christ-like. In this world, atrocities would just keep happening with no way to call people back to peace and on an even larger level without this thing this labor of love this life would be just a hollow shell it would be meaningless and god would not be a good and just god without it this issue has a lot riding on it. That doesn't make it comfortable. It doesn't make it easy for us or to even hear about, but it's something that is vitally important. So what is it? It's a labor of love that we call judge or judgment. Now that's a word that will ring in our ears and, and bring up a lot of pictures, some of them harsh, some of them outrageous. And this is a word that's got a lot Confusion about it. We've taken a biblical word, judgment, and we've often combined it in our culture with other words, sometimes biblical words, and, and mashed them together and twisted it around until we're confused about the meaning of judgment. Could you imagine, though, a workplace that never used judgment? It would be a place that would be filled with accidents and, and chaos. Can you imagine a family that doesn't use judgment? It would be a family that's fractured and broken. These are just some of the examples of small ways that judgment is needed. So, we're going to look today at what the Bible says about judgment. And hopefully, through it, we'll find that judgment is a labor of love, and it's something that we truly need. So, we're going to be looking at Jeremiah chapter 18. Verses 1 through 11. So if you'll read this silently as I read it out loud. Jeremiah 18, verse 1. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord Go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me. He said, Can I not do with you, Israel, as this potter does, declares the Lord. Like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, Israel. If at any time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down and destroyed. And if that nation I warned repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. And if at another time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be built up and planted, and if it does evil in my sight and does not obey me, then I will reconsider the good I had intended to do for it. Now, therefore, Say to the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says. Look, I am preparing a disaster for you and devising a plan against you. So turn from your evil ways, each one of you, and reform your ways and your actions. This is the word of God for the people of God. And we say, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God for judgment." Now, that's an odd thing to say. It sounds hard. And in truth, it is judgment. Now, there are many things in this passage we could focus on, but for our our thinking today, I want to focus on judgment as a labor of love. So what is judgment? What What is it that we see God bringing forth in Jeremiah 18 and in many other places in the Bible? First, we have to see that In these verses, God brings several things. There's judgment, and then there's other words that we often confuse with judgment. Words like condemnation, punishment. These are not the same things, although they're related, sometimes in sequence. Usually there's judgment that comes over and over again. And when Israel doesn't listen, God brings punishment upon them. But judgment is something separate from that. Condemnation says, there's no hope for you. Punishment says, you're fired or here's disaster. But judgment says something very different. Judgment is when the potter looks at the clay that he's molding and shaping into a pot and sees that one part of it is weakened or not strong. And it's not going to be able to be used in its current form for what it's intended. And so God, re, or the potter, reshapes the clay and remolds it into something that's strong and purposeful. Judgment is looking at something and saying, this is not right. Judgment is looking at something and saying, this is not going to work the way it's intended. Judgment is looking at something and saying, this is going to hurt you. Or this is going to hurt someone else if you do it. Judgment is saying this is going to stop us from succeeding. Judgment is that insight, that hard, uncomfortable truth that something is not the way it's supposed to be. And so God judges. He looks and he sees when nations and individuals, when churches are not the way they are supposed to be. And he says to all of these look you're going to hurt somebody you're going to hurt yourself stop this isn't right god also calls his church his followers to be people who judge to be people who look at their friends around them and say i see something that isn't right and it's going to cause harm to you or to others. You you're going down a path that is not for what I intended you. So watch out. Judgment is that hard and comfortable truth that something's not right. And so throughout the Bible we see prophets calling Israel to judge. And you see it most often when Israel's called to bring justice to the fatherless, to the widows, To those who are often neglected, judging is related to justice, to something that is right. That's why Jesus, in the New Testament, he said, do not judge by appearances. In other words, don't don't judge by the way people look, by by the surface, because people can look really good on the outside, they can dress up, they can even do good things, but there might not be something good going on inside. So don't just judge by the way people look. Judge, as Jesus says, with right judgment. Don't judge by appearances. Judge with right judgment. This is a command from God, from Jesus himself. We're called to judge. Because judgment is something that works best with someone else. We need God to judge us. We need Our Christian friends to judge us not condemn not punish judge here's why several weeks ago we had to take down a tree in our backyard because it was dead beetles had gotten into it we think lightning may have struck it at some point regardless of the reason it was dead and the danger was that it was going to fall over on the house on our next-door neighbor's fence and his grapevines and so we had to take it down and thankfully, we did it before this past weekend storm, because who knows what would have happened, right? It was a danger to us. Here's the thing. I didn't notice the dead tree, the dangerous tree in my backyard. Joanna didn't, or she may have told me, but I didn't listen. That might have been the case. The boys, did, did I hear an O back there? Because, yeah, oh, not listening to your wife, not good. The boys were not the ones who saw this dead tree in our backyard. It took... Our neighbor looking over the fence and seeing something that was dangerous and pointing it out to us so that we could take care of it. What we would look at every day out the window had just become ordinary. What we passed by often just became a tree in the midst of a forest and we didn't see the danger in our own backyard. What we needed was someone outside our perspective to see what had become ordinary to us but was really dangerous in our lives. I think the same is true for the things that might kill us spiritually, relationally, even physically if we're not careful because we are often blind to the addictions in our life. We are often blind to those racial biases that can kill a community. We're often blind to the the laziness and other things inside of us that are often obvious to others, but for us, just seem to be an ordinary part of our lives because we're busy. We have important things that we're doing with our jobs, with our family. We've We've got projects that we're working on, and so we don't see the things that can cause us danger. Judgment that wise insight that says there is something that can cause you harm, there's something that's not right in your life, it's something that works best with someone else. Maybe it's God who speaks to us. Maybe it's through scripture as we're reading it and praying about our lives. Maybe it's a friend who says, hey, something, something is going on here. It's not good. I'm noticing, noticing that you're all about wealth and money and That's going to poison your soul if you're not careful. We need good, wise Christian friends who can walk alongside us, people we can trust to help bring some good judgment in our lives. Now, I've called already judgment a labor of love. It's a labor because it's difficult. It's not an easy thing to bring judgment into somebody's life, whether you're God or whether you're another Christian friend who's trusted judgment's always difficult but it's a labor of love I want to give you two big reasons why it's a labor of love the first is this when we are trustworthy enough as a friend to share with someone I see something that's not good and when somebody does that to us what that judgment means is you matter and your actions matter you matter, and your actions matter, and so I want to bring some caution, some warning into something I see. I mean, this is what bosses want to, their workers to get, right? What you do, it may seem insignificant. You may have a small task in our business, but your work matters because of your small part. If you do it well, then we can meet our bottom line. We can do some great service for the community. We can help teach Kids, because your work matters. Parents want kids to get this. What you do matters now. It helps shape your character. What you do matters. It will affect your future endeavors. What you do matters now, and you matter. And so I want to tell you how much I care for you. I think God wants us to get this too. God wants us to get. what we do now in spiritual endeavors in our relationships in our physical life all of it relates to our being more or less like jesus now here's the thing when parents see a child running out into the street we see them use judgment don't we we see parents yell scream go grab their kids pull them back they use big and wild judgment at times to try to get attention the attention of their kids because there's something dangerous there judgment is a good and loving thing but we often have trouble with it when it's something that's not a physical danger why is that it's because we often think that what we do here and now is temporary and meaningless but judgment says what you do has weight beyond the present moment what you do matters not just now but for people in the future and for your life in the future judgment says you matter to me and what you do will matter in the long run this is the biblical idea of judgment not that we're condemning not that we're punishing that's God's purview alone but that we see an insight that something's not the way it's supposed to be. Maybe it's in our community. Maybe it's in our nation. Maybe it's in a friend that trusts us. We've built up that trust that we can say, I'm worried something's not right because you matter and what you do matters. Judgment is a labor of love. I think the second reason it's a labor of love is is this Judgment actually says there's hope. I mean, if you didn't have hope that something could change, why would you even talk about it? Why even bring it up and go through the labor part of it if there's no reason to think something can get better? If there's no reason to bring up a, a, a solution, why bring up the problem? See, the potter in this story that we see from Jeremiah sees a problem, but he doesn't just... the clay away. Instead, the potter reshapes it, remolds it into something new and strong and with purpose. Judgment says there's hope that we can be better, that this world can be better. There's hope that something can change. And so I want to bring it to your attention. Judgment prompts us to hope. Because the purpose of it is not destruction. There might be consequences to what we do. But the purpose of judgment is to say, I see something in you that I know could change. I see something in this world that I know can change. There is hope. And I want to give you that opportunity. The purpose is that we would have a more productive workplace. If you get this right, we can do a better job in our business. If if you get this right in our family, then our family can be a strong unit working together. If we get this right in church, then we can be a, a, a strong body that encourages one another and we begin to look like Jesus looked in this world. When there's good judgment, biblical judgment, then we can have a world that's working towards peace, towards eliminating the atrocities that we see. Biblical judgment brings hope because it says things can change. They don't have to remain the way they are in a cycle of destruction or addiction or whatever the problem might be. God brings judgment because he sees that things can be better in us and in this world. Judgment's a labor of love. So what would this look like if we started to live this out, if we, if we started to buy in that ju- judgment is not an evil word, but it's just a recognition something is not right. It's a hard and uncomfortable truth. It's not easy, but it's needed in this world. It's needed in our lives. What could it look like? Well, I'm grateful for our Methodist heritage because the early Methodist movement was built on this idea that we need judgment. That we need other people to help us see the things in our life that we can't see for ourselves. The early Methodist movement, begun by John Wesley and other leaders, was broken up into small groups. When they began to first hear about Jesus and, and began to say yes to Jesus, they would be put in a small group. And in that small group, they would meet an extra time throughout the week to discuss life and to look at scripture and how it applies to them. And they would always ask each other questions. This was a, a personal choice that they would make to be involved in this group. It wasn't a necessity. It was, I need to be a part of some group that helps me look at myself more deeply. And so they would ask questions like this. How is your soul prospering? In other words, how is your soul growing? How, how is it that there are good things going on in your life? And then those small groups were broken out into even smaller groups. They called these smallest groups bands. And they would be about four to five men or four to five women that would meet together. And in this group, they would get even more serious. They would ask difficult questions like, have you sinned since the last time we met? In other words, let me help you see clearly how things might not be right in your life so that you can have hope to move forward. Let me help you to be more like Jesus because I know I can't do it alone and I need you to speak into my life. Would you trust me enough? I want to speak into yours as well. John Wesley he said judgment is this. He said judgment is watching over one another in love. It's not to point at each other with fingers and say look how bad you are is to say, I need you, and, and can, can you trust me enough? I want to be there for you when you need me. So can we walk through this life together knowing that we don't see our own lives clearly enough to know what's right and not right in our own lives because we're human, and we're busy, and our lives get focused on the big things, and we often miss the little things that can cause the most problems. So here's what I'd like to ask you to do. Because this word judgment is often so misconstrued, because this word judgment still can bring us a lot of trouble, it might make us cry. Talking about judgment. Right there, see? That's the response many of us have. Whoa, whoa, I don't know about this. Ah." Here's what I'd like to ask you to do. I just want you to look this week for the ways... That biblical judgment not condemnation not punishment biblical judgment that sense that insight that something's not the way it's supposed to be it might be hard it might be uncomfortable I'd like for you to look for that this week where do you see the need for judgment where do you see man that person needed judgment in his life from somebody else better judgment maybe it's on the news maybe it's a decision your family makes this week Maybe it's something in your own life. I wish I hadn't done that. If I just had somebody that would have warned me, I wouldn't have done this thing. Would you just watch this week for the ways that judgment is good or would have been good if it had been given? And maybe you begin to see, maybe you begin to buy into what the Bible says, that judgment is a labor of love. And maybe you decide, I want to take that, even next step. I want to go past that because I need it in my life. Maybe you find one trusted friend that you say, would you watch over me in love? Maybe we'll ask each other some hard questions. We'll meet every other week, get coffee, whatever. Would you help me see where there are some dangers in my life because I can't see it on my own, can't do it on my own. I just need someone to help me look at myself so this week, look for ways that judgment can be good in a labor of love. And maybe you decide, I want to take that next step and find someone to walk through this life with me, helping me have a clear view of what I can't see on my own.